From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm hosting live from New York City, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist, who is also live, but he's in our SXM studio in Philadelphia at the Wharton School. We welcome back Elizabeth Riviera Marquez, who's the Chief Marketing Officer of one of our favorite set of yes, brands. She yes. works at Dryer's Grand Ice Cream, Ooh. and we're thrilled to have her back. Welcome back. Elizabeth. Thank you so much, Barbara and Americas, for having me back. So happy to be back. Okay, so tell us, just we know, but tell everybody all the brands you, you work on, just Ooh. so their mouths water and they'll leave the radio <laughs> show and go eat. Go eat, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I am so lucky. I get to work on Haagen-Dazs, oh. which I know we'll talk more about later. I also get to work on Drumstick. America's yes. favorite cone. Yes. I work on Outshine, <laughs> oh. our fruit bar that's just delicious. Yes. I work oh, on I Oreo frozen treats. Go ahead. I work on dryers yes. on the West, Edie's on the East, oh, and man. many more. Yes. How oh, wait, I got to ask you. you water? I, oh, yeah, God. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I need to know this because you're the expert. So you work on those Outshine fruit pops. Those are the ones you're talking about, yes. right? So, so I bad. have a bet going that the, the most popular flavor is lime. Am okay. I right? Uh-oh. Actually, you know what's interesting? Strawberry is our most popular um. flavor. <laughs> I know, but lime is top five, Barbara. So if that's your favorite, uh, you okay. are right there. One of the most Wait, top five? Flavors. I think you only have five. That's not like... <laughs> <laughs> so Barbara... Oh, we have many. No, I promise you. We have over 10 flavors to delight you. Oh, okay. So, so, so what's, top on, five. What's, on, what's on the line for that bet, Barbara? What are you going to lose? Because uh... <laughs> Well, all I know is I like the lime ones oh, best. Whenever product. I go out there, they're almost always out of stock oh, on lime, and I can is... get some of the other flavors. Yeah. So... But I Strawberry is the most popular, so there you have it. Yeah, so there you From have it. From the guru. So I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Drumstick, that's a oh, brand that man. I remember oh. from elementary school days. Yeah. Like That's a really old legacy back. brand, I think. Yes, yes. It is a legacy brand. I know it's a very popular in my household uh, <laughs> uh, with both my kids and myself, but it is. It's a classic the original Sunday cone uh, mm. is what we refer to as drumstick, the OG. It's been around for a very, very long time, nice. making people very, very happy with all of our uh, incredible flavors, but also just the experience of eating a drumstick, right? It's the different. peanuts, the chocolate coating, the ice cream, oh. uh, the sauce. Same one. Oh, like, talk to me. And, talk and the preach. nugget, which preach. everybody loves, that uh-huh. chocolate nugget at the end is yep. sort of the, yes. the cherry on top. Yes, yes, yes. You know what? love about this is you have such a nice portfolio of wonderful products you know and like starting with this drumstick which is clearly this legacy this outshine which is much more of a I don't want to say you know a fruit you know fruit kind of healthy kind of little bit less decadent than some of your other brands and then you could call haagen your luxury brand mm. right because that's really a, a premium price product i think where people have very high expectations yes. they think of it as you know a special special treat yes um and i imagine that you market very differently for all of these different brands because they really are going after different niches 
You absolutely, you hit it right on. We talk about our outshine is around healthy snacking. So you're a hundred percent right versus Hagen dazs it's around premium indulgence. That moment for me, right? Where you um, want to treat yourself to something really special, right? And indulgent. Mm. Um, and then obviously drumstick more around. If you think about connections and maybe treating your kids, mm. it is a very different occasion. We talk about those needs days, but you're a hundred percent right. Hagen dazs we present to the consumer in a different way because it is addressing a very different need and, and presenting itself in a, in a different way for consumers. So it's more than just a brand. Like Haagen-Dazs, you yeah. sell direct, right? I mean, you have Haagen-Dazs stores. Like, do you yeah. have these yeah. other brand stores? Yes, or? Yes. I love that you know that. So we have 209 Haagen-Dazs stores across the United States. Uh, and they're across many states. Uh, if you've been to New York City, that's probably where we have in New York our highest concentration. But, you know, the Hagen dazs shops are a wonderful way for us to have a personal connection with consumers, right? Mm-hmm. As much as we can with our brands and through our messaging and communication connect, there's nothing like that one-on-one interaction that you can have in a Hagen dazs shop. Interesting. And have consumers come in and try all of our different wonderful flavors yeah. mm-hmm. and try them in unique combinations and ways. But it is a unique expression and mm. really an important part of our overall brand plan and a way that we present the brand out to the consumer. You know, what's funny, what's interesting to me about this is like, really, it is just like a luxury strategy. So a lot of luxury brands like to go direct because they have this very special premium product. They really want people to think about it in a class by itself. And a lot of what that means is not just the product itself, but the customer experience around it. So I'm guessing, I don't know, but I'm guessing like it's common if you go in a Haagen-Dazs that people are patient, you can try different flavors, Mm. they really want you to appreciate and feel really good about the product it's not like rush you out and uh, i'm just guessing that that would be what you're thinking the customer experience is Mm -hmm. because that really parallels what a luxury experience is a hundred percent it's an opportunity to come in to explore to try maybe flavors that maybe at retail you've been a little hesitant maybe because your favorite may be dulce de leche, but you've been tempted by that other flavor. Mm-hmm. And at the shops, you can try multiple flavors. Wow. We can present them to you in a cone. We can put them in a milkshake. But it is. It's not a rush mm-hmm. process. It's to come in. I'd say the product experience is part of it. Um, our haagen shops also allow us to communicate a little bit of our history, mm-hmm. right? There's more time and space. Nice. Uh, and doing that through some of the design work that uh, we have recently unveiled. Wow. To share with the consumer a little bit more about our brand, things that they may or may not know of. Interesting. Well, I have a, a really nice, you know, square footage in my basement, Elizabeth. <laughs> So if, you, if if there's a need to open a store in West Philadelphia, I've got the perfect retail space downstairs and I can just go down, you know, four times a day and, you know, hey, I'm just I'm putting it out there. I like it. I like it. I will let, I will let our Hagen Dutch shop team know okay. that we have potentially a new location in Philadelphia. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I just keep seeing these parallels because yeah. I'm doing a luxury course and we go to Paris and we really, we really focus on luxury. And the other thing that you're saying that resonates with me with the luxury strategy is the importance of legacy and telling the brand mm-hmm. story. Telling the story. I mean, that really is part of what, because they think about a, lu- a luxury brand is different than a premium brand. It's not just a price quality 
quality trade-off. It's that you're buying the history, the legacy, you're buying the royalty of the brand. And in order to charge a luxury price or to have that luxury experience, you do need to storytell. And so that's another reason for the customer experience, not just developing the time, but as you're saying, being able to have time to communicate this history, the legacy, which really translates into something different for a luxury brand than just a premium price brand. Yeah, and let me build on Barbara's point, Elizabeth, and ask you this question. How do you how do you take the the, what Barbara's talking about, the rich the, the narrative, the thick description of that beautiful lineage and that story and move it to a modernized how how do you do that seamlessly? You know, go from all of this equity, but keeping it fresh, keeping it, you know, keeping it modernized and youthful. How do you do that? How's that trade off look for you and your team? For sure. And listen, we take a lot of pride and really feel very privileged that we get to work on a legacy brand that's been around for a long, long time. And I think when we think about that, uh, there's a responsibility that we feel about it, right, in terms of the brand's core values and what consumers love about it, but also this need and desire to continue to evolve it so that it's representing consumers of today, right? And all of the consumers of today, we talk about, you know, young, young at heart, making sure that we're being inclusive. So as a team and I think about that journey and think about how we evolve the brand, we're incredibly thoughtful on it. I'd say the piece that we never waver on is Mm. the quality of our products. Mm -hmm. And you ask people about Haagen-Dazs and they always talk about that creamy texture, the quality of ingredients. And that is so core to what we do, whether that's in our Haagen-Dazs shops or whether that's when you pick up a pint or a bar at retail. So I'd say that for us grounds us in the work that we're doing. But we certainly are always um, aware of what's changing around us and how we, uh, for us, it's a bit of redefining luxury, right? Mm. I I think the word luxury can also feel a little bit stiff and old-fashioned, right, if you think about it. And for us, we thought about it as... uh, redefine it in a way that feels also accessible, Mm. that feels like it could be everywhere and for everyone, and really kind of allowing the consumer to define it a little bit for themselves, right? So if you look at our brand three years ago and today, we're much more playful, right? So, and, and I think those are the cues that we're trying to show through our packaging, through our creative. Certainly when you walk into a Haagen-Dazs shop uh, that's been updated, you can sort of start to feel a little bit of that. But there's some core tenants that certainly are never going to change because they're they're important, right? And they're part of that promise. Mm. Especially you talked about price. We know that you know it's a treat for people. It's it's a premium price, and we want to make sure it always delivers against that experience. So we're incredibly thoughtful about it. I'd say end to end. Yeah, and that makes sense that to go direct. I can totally see why totally. you want to control every piece of that totally. because it's just so important. Um, and especially in a category like this, which is an indulgence, you really want to get high quality premium price rather than trying to get people to eat until they, you know, throw up. You know what I mean? You're not trying to get, you're not trying to get them, you're not trying to build volume. Right. You really are trying to build a specialized indulgence. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. A, a savored experience, if you will. Exactly. Right. 
And honestly, it's interesting you mentioned that because to me, that's also where snacking comes in. You know, you can find our brand in many ways. You can find it in the shop where we could scoop it for you. You can buy our pints, right? So the small packages that, that, um, yeah. that you sell at yes. retail. Yes. But you can also find our snacks. So those are our bars and our beautiful right. new butter cookie cones that I hope oh, we dear. get to chat about a little bit. But <laughs> snacking is also a way for us to make sure that we're giving consumers as you said, it's indulgence. When someone wants to sit down and uh, enjoy an incredible ice cream, they want, don't want to feel like they're giving up on anything, right? right they right. want to feel like it's tasty, that it's indulgent, that it's creamy. Our snacking options give the consumers an opportunity to do that. But there's a little bit of portion control that's inherent with snacks, mm. with the bars right. or uh, some of our other snack items that I think consumers also love. So we can provide that in a, in a number of ways through our Haagen-Dazs brand, which is very nice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, portion control, I guess, is the word because you really want to keep it in a, you know, like I, do you make like half gallon Haagen Dazs? As I'm, as I'm thinking about it, I don't really see like huge, yeah, yeah, huge, I, huge yeah. tubs of Haagen Dazs. <laughs> right, half gallon. We do actually. <laughs> yep. We make a oh, 28 do. ounce and a 64 ounce. They're quite large. Oh, yeah. um, and yeah. I feel like Americus is going to give me his favorite flavor. So we send him a, a one <laughs> yes. to, to his home in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. But we do actually, and those are different occasions, yes. right? Like yeah. I think about Haagen Dazs vanilla for thanksgiving when i make my pie mm. i want to Ooh. serve it with haagen vanilla ice yes. cream so for that yeah. i don't want to have 10 pints in my freezer right. it's much easier yeah, yeah. to have a larger container right so there are the beauty of our brand is that because of the different sizes we offer because of the different formats we can really cater to the consumer need at any time we can be anywhere they need us to be uh, depending on the occasion so we actually do have we do have those larger oh, okay. sizes <laughs> okay but i mean i think it's still in keeping with the idea that you want to eat high quality you know maybe smaller yeah. portions and it, it represents more of an indulgence i think it's a strategy that can be consistent with healthy eating also you know, like, which I'm sure you're Absolutely. always mindful of that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, For you, sure, you know, we ask, oh, sorry, go ahead. Alex. No, no, because we're pushing up a little bit on time. I do want to get to, because you, you have spoken to us uh, previously, previously, Elizabeth, about some of the cool things that um, the brand is doing with respect to committing to uh, community active, I wouldn't call it activism, but community sorts of uh, initiatives. Can you speak on that, please? Tell us a little bit about what some of the latest commitments that the brand is working on with respect to those those sorts of efforts. For sure. Yeah. When we met last time, we talked about yeah. our work around supporting underrepresented communities of creators, right? And we talked about that, whether it's in food, artists, behind the camera, behind in front of the camera. So we committed $1.5 million to support nonprofit organizations. And I am so proud to say the team has worked in the last three years to do just that. And we partner with some great, great organizations like Allies in the Arts, La Cocina, uh, she is the music. And these are great organizations that are supporting the same mission, which is to bring forward uh, talent that hasn't always been represented in these different industries. Uh, and we're supporting them to do that. But what I also love is that in addition to the financial commitment, which is so important for these organizations to, to be able to grow and continue to fulfill their mission, we've also been able to do that in the work we're doing. So whether that's thinking about our, our, who's behind the camera, our director choices, our actors, our photo shoot was done by this wonderful photographer two years ago. And last year he was in front of the camera. He was oh. actually one of our uh, actors in, in, in our commercial. And we felt so great about that, being able to create a platform because of the skill and size of our brand mm -hmm. to highlight some of these incredible talents in different ways. 
Wow, that sounds great. Very cool. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sorry we don't have more time, but where can our listeners go to find out more information about you and everything you're working on? Absolutely. Well, visit us on hagendas.com or icecream.com. You can hear all about all of our brands or follow us on one of our many social media channels. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Very, very cool. Thank you all for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn here with America's Read, Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.